0: Alright, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, my fellow Trash Talkers. Whatever time you're tuning in, I'm glad to have you on board. This is Trash Talk with Dave Bork, and I'm your host, Dave Bork. This is our NBA episode three, and it is Monday, the 30th of October, 2023. What an opening week of NBA basketball that was. That was impressive, impressive stuff. Opening night was something else, with Denver getting their first... Banner Rays to the Rafters, and what a start to the season they've had. They're definitely going to feature in our best of best segment. Uh, We're also going to take out the trash, small sample size, obviously, this week uh, for opening week, but we've definitely got a couple of teams that we'll be featuring. We're also going to hit on our best bets, as well as some question time from socials, and keep those questions coming through, so I'm uh, glad to answer anything that you've got coming my way, so... Why don't we start with our best of the best, and like we said, the Denver Nuggets, a 3-0 and to start the season. The defending champions look the goods again. 119-107 to on opening night against the Los Angeles Lakers, and they were far from distracted. That's for sure. Nikola Jokic looks like he hasn't just been riding some harness horses in Serbia. He dominated on opening night. 29 points, 13 rebounds, and 11 assists. That was, that was impressive, and didn't he do a job on AD as well? He really did. As well as that on opening night, Denver also faced Memphis this week in Memphis, beat them 108-104, to 104. but probably one of the more impressive victories they had to start the week, or I guess to finish the week now, was their 128-95 to 95 victory at OKC. For an OKC team, that was absolutely flying. Coming into that, and Denver made them look second rate. They really did. Um, I think the the biggest takeaway from Denver is their defensive effort on the stars for for their opposing for their opposing unit. You know, you you look at the Lakers and you held AD scoreless in the second half. Held him to seventeen points. He started out like a house on fire, and then he was nowhere to be seen. In the second half, held LeBron to 21 points in that contest as well. And you're going a long way if you're only holding those two superstars to 38 points. Then you look at the Memphis game, holding Desmond Bain to 15 points. Again, especially without Jar Morant, he is their guy that's going to get you some buckets. So that that went a long way in deciding that one. And then you look at today's huge 30-plus point victory. You're holding Shea and Josh Giddey, our very own Josh, to 7 points and 9 points respectively. And Shea has been lighting up the league so far and probably one of the favourites to win the scoring title. So holding him to seven points on an abysmal field goal percentage just shows how good this team is. They're not just, you know, Nikola Jokic, who again had 28 14 and 5 today. Jamal Murray is probably one of the best Robins to Nicola being Batman in the league. Michael Porter Jr. has really come out after a disappointing NBA Finals series and he's, he's hitting his shots early to start the year. Aaron Gordon's your fourth best option. Contavius call to a Pope. I mean, they're, they're one of the best starting fives in the league, if not the best, and they will be featuring again when the going gets tough this season for sure. Uh, very impressive opening week from them. All right, let's go out west again. Luka Doncic. Oh, boy. What an opening night for him! All the talk was about Wemby. Luca didn't want to hear it. Thirty-three points, thirteen rebounds, ten assists on opening night, and really did finish that game ex- just strong as hell. He just plays at his own pace, uses his body so well. You just can't guard him. He just gets to his spots. Doesn't matter. He was a big reason why they won on opening night against the Spurs. They played. They played tough. They're always going to. Um, being opening night for them with all the hype around Wemby, but Luca had other plans. But if you think he couldn't get any better than that, he, he followed that up at home against Brooklyn with 49-10-7 and seven and a ridiculous one-handed three to win that one. He wants to win his uh, his first MVP, I think, Luca for sure. He really does. I think mean, he, he heard a lot of talk in the off-season that, you know, Kyrie's their guy, but please... Dallas at 2-0, and they'll go as far as Luka Doncic takes them. Kyrie's that perfect second piece for that team, as long as he realizes that this is Luka's team. Um, yeah, they're, they'll be making the playoffs this season. They're, they're not going to be missing like last season. Last season was a bit of a calamity late in the year, but you know Kyrie's only averaging under you know about 9.5, 20 points a game over the first two. So for them to be 2-0, and I guess they did survive just both of those against some semi-average opponents. I think they'll be happy with that. They'll know that. They know that they've got more basketball to give, um, and their wings really need to to play well on, on every given night. You know, with Josh Green and Tim Hardaway, they've found a good, big, young piece with Derek Lively. I think they want to turn him into somewhat of a Javale McGee for them as a rim protecting big. And on the first night, I'm pretty sure he had 16 and 10. So that's a that's a good start for his career in the NBA, and a very good start to the season for Dallas, starting two and 0. We'll stay out west. New Orleans, super impressive. Traveled to Memphis on opening night. Won that one hundred eleven to one hundred and four. They followed that up with a ninety six to eighty seven victory at home against New York. Uh, Zion's averaging twenty three and a half a game. Brandon Ingram twenty two and a half. This team is just super long, super super long defensively. They are going to cause a lot of issues. And I think it showed in that Knicks game. Like that's a that's a very good Knicks outfit, and you're holding them under ninety points. That wouldn't happen too often in the NBA anymore. <laughs> it really wouldn't in a league that uh, prioritised scoring. And uh, yeah, they did a job on the Knicks. They really did. When you're playing Herb Jones at the two, Brandon Ingram at the three, at times playing him as a as a point forward at the one, they're super long. If you can get Zion healthy all year, playing him at the four. That's that's an athletic athletic form will cause some big some issues, and then Valanchun is playing the five. You know with CJ as a a great shooting point guard, but is also dishing out six and a half assists a night over the first two. I mean this is it's an impressive unit. Dyson Daniels off the bench looks to be potential sixth man seventh man for that team which is perfect for Australian basketball leading into the Olympics. Um, Jordan Hawkins, as well as that offensive firepower off the bench for them. They're a young rookie. They're a very good team. And they actually they play Golden State tomorrow. And that's going to be a very, very exciting contest for sure on Halloween in America. So, yeah, that one's going to be good. That'll be a good one. Uh, who else we got? We'll, we'll have a special mention to – we'll go out east – Boston and Orlando both 2 0 to start the season. Boston with two impressive wins at New York and at home against Miami. They needed that one, I think, against Miami after the way things ended for them last season, for sure. Um, So that's a good start of the season for them. We mentioned it last week that their their depth is definitely going to be an issue. Uh, They're very, very strong their starting unit, you know, they they went small, they went with Derek White, Drew Holiday, Jalen Brown, Tatum, and Porzingis, who looks like he's back to Persingod level, the unicorn, the Latvian unicorn. He's <laughs> playing some great basketball. So if you can keep him healthy, uh, they're, they're definitely going to need something off the bench though. And I wouldn't be surprised if Derek White does go back to the bench a little bit to lead that second unit so they can get Al Horford or potentially Peyton Bridget out there to start. But you, yeah, you, you're going to need something off the bench to to keep this run going late in the season for sure, but it's a very good opening week for them. Then Orlando were super impressive on opening night, uh, punishing, punishing the Houston Rockets, beat them by 30 at home. Um, Then they followed that up with a win at Portland in a game that they weren't at their best, but if you're not at your best and you beat, you you can somewhat play to the level of your opponent because let's be honest, Portland aren't good this year, but... This Orlando team's going to be thereabouts. We had them. We had them in for the playing tournament, but they may very well be a sneaky for a, for a five, six spot, especially with that Southeast division, for sure. They're a chance. But yeah, that is the best of the best for this week. So now it is time to take out the trash. All right. Garbage truck is here. Small sample size this week, but there is enough out there Um, in Miami. They're 1-2 to start this season. They probably should be 0-3. Their lone win uh, against Detroit by one, um, they really should have lost that one as well. They managed to just hold on in the end. they really don't seem like they've got enough this year. We mentioned before they lost Max Struess and Gabe Vincent, and they really didn't replace him. Obviously, they bring Tyler Hero back off off injury. But, yeah, they're they're young and, I guess, somewhat inexperienced off the bench. Um, and, th- and this is a team that, you know, coming off an NBA Finals appearance, really had their sights set on Damian Lillard. And when that didn't happen, they didn't have a backup plan at all. So it's concerning for them. They're two other lo- you know, they're two other losses this year, obviously losing at Boston. Um, and then they were they were lifeless at Minnesota, losing that hundred and six to ninety. No Jimmy Butler on the night. But still again, like like we've mentioned, scoring under hundred this year in the or in the past few years, I guess, in the NBA is, has been rare. So yeah, they're they they're struggling. They're struggling for sure. Um they're definitely gonna be a team to watch. Over the next couple of months to see if they make a move, I think because Jimmy and uh, Jimmy and Bam can't be surviving with this roster that they've got. Um, we'll stay out east. Chicago, another team that should be 0 three. They're one and two. Their lone win against Toronto at, at home in overtime by one. Uh, they survived again in that one. Yeah, you know, they've had these. Yeah, you know, these three guys: Levine, DeRozan, Vucevic. They get Caruso back. They're really missing Lonzo Ball. They are, and probably not getting him back this year through injury, So, which is, which is tough for this team. So just like Miami, they're probably another team I'd be watching to make a move or completely blow this up because I don't think they're... They're not winning with these three guys, so you may as well try and get incredibly young, maybe build through Patrick Williams and see what he's got because... <laughs> I think you're wasting you're wasting your time with the with the three guys they got. They're they're an absolute bottom playing team at best. They're they're not good. They're not. They're they're another team struggling for an identity. So I think a trade will go down at some point. I'm looking for Zach Levine to be to be that guy moved on because I don't think DeMar DeRozan's in that high of a demand or you're gonna get what you want out of that, but I feel like you'll get something out of Zach Levine. So I think he's gonna be the guy to depart the chicago bulls so that is the trash for this week why don't we check our socials out as always keep sending these questions through this is one of my favorite times of the week so let's see what we got out there at chris lubick big miami fan christopher and his question is about miami Who's a player that you think the Heat need to be targeting for a trade this year to stay relevant? They are fading away at the end of games. Yes, they are. They do not have a finisher. As we know, Jimmy's a great finisher in the, uh, in the finals, but um, to be doing that on every given night, you just can't, you can't rely on that. And it's probably not fair to him. They need another guy to go to. Tyler Hero could be that guy, but consistency is a big thing in his game. So I think, as we mentioned before, with Zach Levine, I think he's got to be a guy that you you do look at getting your hands on. You missed out on Dame, so you've got to you've got to get that all star caliber type of player. And this is a guy that has played for you know the dream team before, Team USA, whatever you want to call it. Um, I think you've got to get him in. You may have to give up Parkes or Jovic, but at the end of the day, your championship window is closing, and you're not going to do anything with this roster right now. I know they got there last year, but they had, you know, like I said, Strews and Vincent and gave them away for nothing. So, yeah, if they can add Zach Levine, I think that can go a long way in getting them into Eastern Conference relevance for sure. If you tag him in with Jimmy and, and Bam. Uh, but right now, yeah, this team is is battling. They will battle to make the playoffs. They'll be you know, probably playing territory again. Unless they make a move. Uh, at 1M Knox, I think it's IM Knox, but... Hello, Michael. Big Denver Nuggets fan, or Colorado resident, I should say. So shout out to our US listeners. Will Denver's bench be enough to support them through the playoffs? Well, as we mentioned before, opening night, super impressive. They've been super impressive all, all week long, 3-0. and Um... They lost Bruce Brown, which is a which is a big loss. Um, so how long can the likes of you know guys like Christian Braun and Peyton Watson, who's been very good to start this season, Reggie Jackson as well, are they going to be guys that you can rely on to, I guess, somewhat carry that bench unit into the NBA playoffs or NBA finals because you probably won, I don't know, KCP or MPJ injury away from really shaking things up and probably being worried about their depth so I feel like they're going to be a team to watch around deadline time. They could potentially make a move, especially if they are up there again, which I think they will be, um, to continue to push for for a back-to-back championship. And I think we know how hard it is to win back-to-back NBA titles, but they're a team that can do so with how strong their starting unit is. Uh, but they definitely need that – yeah, I, th- I feel like they need that, that proper bench guy to come in and – and carry that second unit like Bruce Brown did all for him in the in the playoffs and the NBA Finals. So that'll be one to watch. But, I mean, if, if a guy like Peyton, Peyton Watson can continue to play at this level, who I guess they hope is similar to what Jeff Green was doing for them, then, I mean, I guess, I guess we're going to see. We're only going to know if he continues to play minutes. So I think you've got to play him, especially during the regular season, to see what you've got with him and Christian Braun. If you lose games the regular season, you lose games. But at least you find your identity off the bench through playing them, because you know how good your starting unit is. So I think you've got to find that off the bench for sure. All right, a last question at Kids Twenty Three, K Heinz. Orlando are looking very good early. Do we see them as a top six seed or a playing team? Looking at that Southeast Division, this is a team that could. It's a massive runner to actually win that division. There's concerns about Miami. I don't really rate Atlanta at all. Charlotte are no good. Washington are no good. This is an Orlando team who can 100% challenge to win that Southeast division and finish inside the top six and out of the plane. They can, unless Miami do pick someone up and they get going, but... This is a young team who looks hungry this year. Franz Wagner looks amazing. For those that are on Most Improved, well played to you because he's looking good and real sneaky to uh, to earn that all-star selection if you can keep this play up, along with Paulo Banqueira. So, yeah, I I've, I had them listed as a play team going into this season, but the deeper you actually look into that Southeast division, they're a chance to win that. So, yeah, I actually do think they're they're a top six seed. I do. If all things continue to fall into place, for sure. Get your Orlando Southeast Division tickets loaded. (laughs) Can add that to the best bets for the year. Speaking of best bets, let's see what we can find this week. Show me the money! We've got to earn it. We do. Uh, opening night on our socials, we did post a winner with Anthony Davis to hit one plus three and Chris Paul eight plus assists. So that was handy. Keep an eye out for uh, our work on socials and TikTok and Instagram for that, uh, especially with the NBA season because it's a bit hard to kind of, I guess, post bets for the week. Uh, Those will feature a lot on Fridays, well, Saturday, Sundays for the NBA season. So keep an eye out for that. But we do have one for tomorrow. Uh, as we mentioned earlier, so 0 to no Bradley Beal, really killing that total on opening night with Golden State and Phoenix. We're also on Milwaukee, minus five and a half. Uh, they were up 20-plus in the third quarter and really just fell away. Tobias Harris hit a three, down five with about 20, you know, 15 seconds to go, I think. If he misses that, they foul and they probably cover, but it's the way things go in the NBA. It is. So let's go. Let's let's try to pick a winner tomorrow. Um, mentioned this team earlier in the best of the best. The New Orleans Pelicans are at home to Golden State on Halloween, one of their favorite nights of the year, I guess. In New Orleans, I oh, was at that, that game in 20, ooh, 2015 or 2016, I think it was. Uh, Steph Curry had 50. So as long as he doesn't do that tomorrow, <laughs> I think the bells are on minus three and a half. the Pelicans, uh, Herb Jones, like, they're yeah, super long. He'll he'll give them problems, I think tomorrow and. Golden State really haven't had someone like Zion or Ingram to contend with so far. And I think that they are the play for the day tomorrow. Um, and yeah, they're, again, they're, they're a team to watch for sure. If they can start the season 3-0, and all things moving in the right direction for New Orleans this season. So, that was a fun week. Some more big games coming up this week. Like we said, keep your eyes out for socials for more bets that will be posted. Plenty of content coming through, as always, next week. Send your questions through. I'm happy to keep deep diving into those. Hope everyone has enjoyed. This has been Trash Talk with D-Bork, NBA Episode 3. I'm out. I'll see you on Wednesday for our NFL pod. Enjoy.